This is an emergency. Do not adjust your signal. Lock your doors, bar your windows, stay out of direct lines of sight, and listen to Heroes 101 Radio. Of course, we're back again this week. This is your, your host from New York, Spectre from the New York Hero Initiative, and I am joined as ever by the lovely rock and roll from San Francisco. How are you doing, my dear? Greetings. Doing well, thank you. So we're back again for another emergency show. And, you know, I, I guess we, we had two very, very fun shows over the last couple of weeks. We had um, Mike from Toxic Radio on last week and, uh, and and Eric the Smoke Moran on. And you know what? You said uh, you said before the last couple of shows that there's always something we take away from our guests. And, you know, I mean, Eric Eric the Smoke Moran is, uh, if you need any inspiration, just listen listen to that show. I mean, that, that guy's got inspiration to spare. Um and you know what, Mike, last week, we, we had a lot of irreverent fun. We talked about snorting condoms and <laughs> you know, the, the usual <laughs> topics of conversation. But um, he, he said one thing that really stuck with me, and it was, uh, if, your life, if your life was a book, um, what would your chapters look like? And, uh, you know, that, that was something that stuck with me from last week's show. Um, but all fun and games aside, we wanted to come back to something serious. And this was something that was asked of us by a number of listeners, um, bearing in mind some recent events, uh, you know, to repeat the uh, the preparedness show. So that's pretty much what we're here to do. And I kind of figured we'd cut the uh, cut the usual bullshit that we start the show off with and uh, get stuck in. What would you reckon? Oh, we don't have to cut all the bullshit. I mean, you know, that's kind of fun, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we did. We we we've done a, a preparedness show. We do one every few months because we need it. Let's face it. I mean, I live in Cali. You know, we're sitting around waiting for the big one to happen, and then you guys got hit with Superstorm Sandy not too long ago, and and you guys had an earthquake too, a little tiny earthquake, and um, so we do these shows every now and then, and we did one recently, but we got a big request to do it again in light of uh, what just happened in Kathmandu. So um, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this one again. But, yeah, uh, you know, there's, there, we can we can have a little of the BS beforehand. I just, uh, for anyone who's, because I know there are a few first-time listeners uh, tonight, so they're probably wondering, what the hell is Heroes 101? What, what, do, what kind of content do we have? What do you think, Spectre? You have the prettier voice. I'm going to let you... Uh, let you oh, kind of sum it up. <laughs> no pressure, man. We, we have any on shit, don't we? <laughs> so, right? we are, so we are part of a group called the Heroes, Hero Initiative Group, if you will. And um, easy for you to say. Um, but, right, uh, new so, mouth. So we are a an international group of effectively community activists. We're, we're loosely associated with a movement known as the Real Life Superhero Movement. Um, but really what we do is... Um, a lot of homeless outreach, a lot of uh, community work, a lot of um, things that, things that improve our, our local environments. Whether it's cleaning up trash from a from a children's park, um, whether it's getting involved in public safety patrols, free self defense seminars, um, a, a whole bunch of stuff that, that you know we hope is going to make our community a better place. Right, exactly. And this radio show was born of that idea that we wanted to share. Um, things, you know, that, that we believe. Our motto used to be um, we try to keep you healthier, safer, happier. 
um, you know, with the info that we share. And now, yeah, we do that, but we also like to have fun. Like Spectre said, you know, we've had on cosplayers that are hilarious. We've had on artists from Lucasfilm. We've had, um, oh, gosh, just all kinds of fun people to break it up because you can't be serious about everything all the time. However, this show is one of the more serious shows. That That's not to say that we aren't fools who won't joke around about things, um, because we are a right specter. We just we can't get away from that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but tonight, you know, we're going to give you some info because we took a survey recently and asked people if you if you didn't, you know, if if there were an emergency, some kind of disaster that happened um, right now, and you were left without water, food, or power for a week. Without leaving your home, how many of you would be prepared? And I asked for an honest answer on Facebook, and I was blown away by how many responses I got and the different types of responses I got. I mean, it ran the gamut of, I am so not prepared. I don't have anything ready. I suck. You know, I'm a little worried about it, too. I am a prepper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I have everything for a month, and if you need anything, come and join us, you know. So um, we looked at their, their responses, and and it's the uh, the former that we're addressing tonight. Those of you who go, I don't even know where to start, it's kind of scary. That's what this show is. Yeah, you know what, I think as well, pe- people get asked a question like that, and, and the, the response is typically, well, you know, I, I don't really think there's going to be a super volcano or, a, you know, whatever it is, sunspots knocking out our, our electricity or a global financial collapse. You know, there there are people who are just pretty happy with the way the world is and, and think it's going to carry on like that. And honestly, great, good good for you. But, you know, and, and I, th- I think there's also a, <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was I can hear it. No, I can hear it in your voice. You're like me. You're going, yeah, the sun is really shiny in your part of the world, isn't it? So anyway. <laughs> hey, I, I like those happy people. I, I like hanging out with I them. And, uh, <laughs> so they, they may not like hanging out with me so much, but, um, you know, but I yeah, think, but they're, um, they're going to come knocking on your a, door when something goes wrong. That's the thing. They're going to be going, yeah. I didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah, or a camping stove. Um, right. <laughs> But, you know, I think as well there's a perception that prepping is something new. You know, it's like every, everyone's so comfortable these days and, and doing okay, and therefore they invent these big spectacular things. There's going to be a zombie apocalypse. or um, and, and people invent these things, and therefore they, they feel the need to prepare for them when, in fact, most people are going to be all right, and they, they may as well not bother. And, um, you know, I think uh, to that point, when I when I was growing up in the U.K., you may have noticed from the accent. Um, no. You know, my my grandparents lived through World War Two, and we lived on the south coast. And they there would be bombing runs over the town that I grew up in, and you could still see like rows of houses that were seven, eight hundred years old, and then a space where a house used to be until a bomb landed on it. And uh, you know, and my grandparents would hide in the basement. They would close all the curtains because if the bombers saw any lights, they'd target those. Um, and still today, you know, you can go to London and see that. And even before that, you know, you can, where I used to go for walks as a kid, you could see tank traps where they'd put big concrete blocks to stop German tanks if we were ever invaded. And, you know, so I, I think the, the idea that prepping is something new is, is a crazy one. <laughs> and um, But also, you know, when you look at the world as it is at the moment, um, as much as, you know, infrastructure is slightly better, we don't have as many power cuts, sure. Um, 
you know, maybe the transit systems work a little better and the chances of being stuck under a bridge or something, you know, are probably less. Um, but when you look at what's happening in Baltimore today, you know, I, we, I don't think we've got time to debate the rights and wrongs of that and, and probably uh, we could go on forever. But if you lived in Baltimore and there's rioting, there's the National Guard coming in, and you're literally afraid for your life to leave your house in certain parts of that city, uh, what are you going to do? Have you got enough food? Have you got water? You know, if there is a power cut, how are you going to eat? You know, what are you going to do? Are, you gonna, are your pets going to survive? I mean, you know, these are all things that I think people really need to consider. So that is really why we're here. Exactly. Um, you know, I have to add to that because you're right. People view this as, I, and I've gotten this response, not so much anymore, but I've heard people say, well, that's a pretty alarmist way of thinking, or, yeah, these preppers are so extreme, and um, you guys are just the crazies who are just hoping something like a, uh, a zombie apocalypse will happen. You know, to that I have to say, cover your ears, kids, bullshit. Um, I really do it. <laughs> you making fun that. We're sorry. We, we forgot to introduce, uh, as we always do, because he's he's so quiet and sitting right here, just so dependable, is, is Nightbug on the uh Manning the board for us. I like to play. <laughs> and he's always got the yeah. He's got the to be here snide little remarks uh, behind me. That's him. I have a non-snide remark actually. What's that? Uh, I posted this earlier actually on the same subject, but um, I think prepping for a disaster is very much the same thing as being aware and practicing good positioning or taking martial arts because it's. It's owning up to the fact that, yeah, it could happen today and it could happen to you. So it's being prepared. It's it's learning what to do and doing it when it comes down to the time. And that's a really good point because just like with martial arts, uh, unless you practice, under duress, you're going to forget everything that we're talking about right now. So unless you put it into practice or you write it down or have it down to a very simple science, where you have a plan in place and things to help you remember when you're scared as hell, because you will be scared as hell, probably, um, you won't do well. You, uh, When it comes to functioning under extreme stress, you won't rise to the level of your expectation. You will fall to the level of your training. So if you never practice this stuff and you never think about it and you don't plan, that's what's, you know, that's what's going to show during an emergency. So... Um, Thank you for bringing that up. You know, Specter, I um, I have one more thing to say about that. When people say you're waiting for some major disaster to help to, to hit, you know what? I gotta say, tell that to the survivors of Hurricane Katrina. Um, I I was reading up on, I was doing some research on that prepping for this show, and uh, two quotes that really got to me about that were this one. Um, it's it is incredible the government had no evacuation plan. The first power in the world, and it left its own population adrift. And that was made by Hugo Chavez, president of Venezuela. And Jack Cafferty, uh, the CNN anchorman who was covering it, said, I remember the riots in Watts. I remember the earthquake in San Francisco. I remember a lot of things. I have never seen anything as badly handled as this situation in New Orleans. Where the hell is the water for these people? Why can't sandwiches be dropped to those people in that Superdome down there? It's a disgrace. And don't think the world isn't watching. 
So for those of you who think it's dumb to prepare and you don't think anything is going to happen to you, tell that to the Superstorm Sandy survivors, tell that to the Katrina survivors, and tell that to the people who are living in their homes in Baltimore afraid to come out right now. So if you don't believe that this stuff is ever going to apply to you, then turn us off right now because we're kind of a waste of your time. To everyone else, listen up because this could save your life. And you know what, as well, I would add to that that um, you know I, I don't think it, <clears throat> I don't think it matters um, you know where you live either. You know I, I live just outside New York City in, in you know a nice suburb, uh, you know a fairly affluent neighborhood. There are some you know pretty wealthy people around here. During Hurricane Sandy, you know they were as affected as anyone else. You know they were having showers in the local school because they had no water for two weeks. You know and uh, no no phones. You know no no contact with the outside world. No one knew if they were okay. And you know it really doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. If you know if you're not prepared, you're going to be in the same mess as everybody else. Exactly. Oh, I see that Titus Lupus. Oh, hello, by the way, chat room people. We we love having you here. Uh, Titus Lupus has said he's a prepper by default since his brother is. You're lucky another member of your family is because if you need to go somewhere, you get to go there. So that's pretty awesome. I wish somebody in our family would be a prepper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know what, as well, I think your point about Hurricane Katrina there, the other thing is I think people need to stop relying on the fact that the government's going to dig them out of a hole if things go south, you know, and just assuming that we pay our taxes and therefore we're going to be looked after. I think that's, you know, it it would be nice if that happened, but it's something of a naive view as well. And uh, I think the only way to guarantee that you're going to be okay in a disaster is to look look out for number one and look out for those that you love. Right. Let me tell you real quick about, uh, I, like I said, when I was researching this, I was, I was, there, I learned things I hadn't learned back when the whole thing was going on, and it just oh killed me. Uh, there was, you know, um, the Bush administration, and this isn't a political uh, statement, so let's not get into any type of political debate about it. But um, I'm just saying the administration that was in charge at the time. It was a Bush administration, and um, after Katrina hit. They continued to – There's there are like 10 different timelines. If you Google Katrina timeline, um, you can see 10 different examples of, of how it was handled, which is that it wasn't handled. Um, there was starvation, rape, rioting in the Superdome alone because they had thousands of people there seeking shelter. They had children sleeping in urine because – Things were cracking in there. Things were, they ran out of food. It was chaos. And um, there was the USS Bataan um, naval ship. It was, it happened to be in the Gulf of Mexico. It had food, water, and hospital beds enough to help, and they were able to make their own water for 100,000 gallons of water is what the the USS Bataan um, can generate. It was never dispatched to Katrina. It, governor Blanco at the time, uh, Louisiana's governor, repeatedly contacted the White House for help, but only got help after so many deaths and people actually committing suicide because of the chaos that ensued. So if my point with all this is that if you think the government's going to step in, just like Specter said, forget it. Forget it. It's, it's, you better rely on yourself because... Same thing happened, Superstorm Sandy, where the elderly were left to fend for themselves. Um, And it was lucky that we had people like the, uh, I I hate to say it, our group went out there, Hero Initiative Group, 
went out there. Some people went out and, and brought them heaters and, you know, fire, et cetera. So that's why we're here tonight. So let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's talk then about what are we actually prepping for? Uh, you know, in terms of, uh, okay, there's a disaster. Something happens. It, it's a volcano. It's sunspots, whatever, you know. <laughs> Something happens, solar flares, um, and, and it, everything's a mess out there, and we need to prepare for it. So, so I'm thinking key things are food and water um, and how do we cope without electricity and medical issues as well. So, you know, maybe we could we could have a talk through how we yeah. would deal with, with each one of those types of issues. Well, we've got um, this great list of uh, seven essential things you need to survive. Any type of, well, almost anywhere. Whether it's a large or small disaster, man-made, natural, small scale, you know, large scale. And when we say large scale, we're talking like Yellowstone, which could possibly kill us all, you know, but... If it's something like a solar flare that only knocks out, you know, the power across the nation, yet we're all still surviving, this thing will help you. Even if it's a, a small flood, these these tips will help you. So um, with that, I want to remind everybody that um, this there's a rule of threes, things that you can survive without. Um, like you can survive three minutes without air. You can survive three hours without shelter in extreme weather, hot or cold. You can survive three days without water and three weeks without food. So keep that in mind. This is what we're trying to help you um, with at least a three- to five-day plan. And uh, let's see. With that, going on that, speaking of plan, is the fact that you need a plan. I was talking about being prepared and to practice. That's so important because even in the event of, say, something like a house fire, a lot of people, um, a lot of casualties of, of house fires, apartment fires, what have you, they're the ones who run back in because they couldn't find their family member outside. And it turns out their family member had just run down the street away from the fire. So if you've got a plan in place, you'll know that you're all supposed to meet in this spot. And if you can't find each other, sure, then you go back and look. But otherwise, you know, know that you know who to call because your cell phones won't work for crap. I found that out during the tsunami after the um, the Jap Japanese earthquake and tsunami. I was stuck in Hawaii and tried to call my family to let them know I was okay, that the tsunami really didn't hurt Hawaii. Um, thank goodness, because that was scary as crap. But when I did, the cell phone didn't work. The only thing that worked was Facebook, which is really odd, but I was able to send messages through Facebook. Um, so have a plan. Know where you're going to call. Try using a landline to call somebody long distance, you know, somebody, a relative out of state or a friend out of state. It works better that way than trying to call in the localized area. So let me ask you two questions then on, on the whole planning thing, and actually I've got mm -hmm. a bunch more. But <clears throat> question number one is, if you've got kids, um, how, I guess, for a start, how how young is too young to involve kids in, in your prepping planning? And also, how much detail would you go into with them? I mean, do you, you know, do you just give them enough to get them out of the house, or do you do you kind of give them a whole rundown and, and you know, hope that they're going to remember that? First of all, I don't think there, anybody's too young. I mean, obviously, a baby that can't understand what you're saying isn't going to get it. But if the child, if you can talk to the child and they understand enough to know that if if A happens, then you do B. 
Now, you know, that's what you do. Um, I don't think I don't think they're too young. Like I said, um, until you know, unless they can't understand you. But based on their age, I believe they should be very involved. And I believe that you should tell them enough to let them know how serious it is, but not enough to give them nightmares. But right. it's better it's better to give them a little bit of fear. I was hearing so that they understand that this is very serious as opposed to them getting a ton of fear and freezing in their tracks when they when when and if something big happens. Right, right. And okay, so question number 2 then is pets. What uh what do you think about pets in a disaster? Are they I love my or? doggy. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, even though I'm Filipino, I'm part Filipino, I, I don't think I'd eat my dog. Watch, I'm going to get all this hate mail. On. Just, you know what, send me the hate mail. I'm part Filipino. I've been to the Philippines. I know what you people do. Anyway, <laughs> I would I would wow. No, that's <laughs> Poor Rocky. Oh, no, I love my doggy. My doggy Rocky, you know, in our bug out bags, we have dog food and peanut butter cuz you know animals pets that's that's one thing that goes into our our uh, our list of seven essential things you need yeah peanut butter animals can eat that um but no i believe that there for some people pets are children so you got to plan for them as well you know you're hoping that you're able to rescue them you do everything you can but you know if you are able to take them out make sure that you have what they need when you leave because they get hungry too and they get scared so Thirsty. Yeah, I think, I think that's the key. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so with those those things that you needed to survive, like you said, there uh, we're going to give you the list, and then we're going to give you things that you can do to help yourself. Uh, so the list is first, and first on our list is food. So, And I know that Spectre's got a few good, because I think we talked about this one magical item that came from the U.K., and I swear to God i got to get some of that. Um, because. Canned items are amazing to have. Really good to have, especially if you have a can opener. And do you know what I was talking about, Spectre, which item it was? Yes. So, <laughs> and, and actually, the canned item, my favorite canned item, and I I don't use this for prepping. I use it because it's delicious, but it's a thing called all-day <laughs> breakfast. And That's it's basically it. a can of beans with bacon and sausage and egg and potato and all the good stuff in, in nature in a can. <laughs> Um, and not only that, but the can has like a peel-off <laughs> lid as well. You don't even need a can opener. There you go. I'm, I'm telling yeah, you, everybody. I'm getting a, I'm getting a suitcase full. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing them all back from England when I go back. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the cool thing about canned food as well, and and dry mixes as well, is it'll last for. I mean, I guess the shelf life on it is officially two years, but. You know, if you keep it in a cool, dry room, you know, I, I keep mine in, in the basement or in a pantry. But, it, you know, if you keep them in, like, between 40 and 60 degrees, not too hot, they'll, they'll last for five, seven years with no issues at all. You know, um, i got to say, MREs, anybody out there eating one, they suck. <laughs> oh, they do, right? They're disgusting. Uh, yeah, and Titus Lupus is saying... Um, that the MREs only keep about five years. Uh, beans and chickpeas are good. Yes, they are. Uh, canned foods, because MREs are expensive, too. And yeah. really, oh, God, if you got to live off of those for three days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's, oh, yuck. But uh, one of my... The other thing as well is you've got you've to consider with MREs that you've got to rehydrate them. And, and right. you know, if water's in short supply and you've only got so much, do you really want to be putting it in your food? You know, it's, uh, it's a gamble. Right. Um, exactly. And I think uh that 
Uh, BK Real Heroes in the, our chat room saying MRE suck. Yeah, I agree. So I'm a big fan of, of ramen because I know it's not good for you, but, you know, I said this before, but if, if, if the world's going to hell, who gives a crap if they're not good for you? You need to eat. So it's ramen is cheap. It lasts forever, you know, and you don't have to hydrate it if you don't want to. You can just crunch on it dry. I have. You know what? My my whole weekend is spent eating pretty much ramen with tins of flavored spam. They do teriyaki spam and like a Cajun peppery spam. And Hell yeah! The food is Hell yeah! <laughs> Again, you're you know some people are so grossed out by spam, but really, I'm Filipino and I'm I'm a Hawaiian at heart. And spam, man, we gotta have our spam. So and it's got its own key. So you can't scoff at that. Remember uh, what what movie was it? Oh God, was it Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. It's like it's got its own key. You can't put it down. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Huh. Peanut butter. Peanut butter is, um, it lasts forever. It's good. You know, protein. Because you do, on the serious side, you do want protein. Uh, carbs are good, but uh, protein will make you, uh, thank you, uh, Geek Pile, saying yes, it was Dawn of the Dead. Um, let's see. Rice and beans. Cans of rice and beans. We're getting in the chat room. Thank you, BK. Uh, and... Yeah, that's the only problem. If you're going to get beans, try to get them already hydrated. Try to get the real beans, you know, that are already, you know, not the dried beans because you're going to spend all your water trying to hydrate those. Uh, here's something people don't think about. Pasta sauces and spices. You can Pasta sauces keep forever. A can of pasta sauce, you can put it on almost anything. Um, and spices, dried spices. You can keep those all somewhere that you can grab in a hurry. Keep them you, you all. You know, another thing uh, on uh-huh. the- on the side of spices, though, is you've got to be careful when you're prepping food that you don't have stuff which is too salty or salty. too spicy because obviously it makes you drink more. And right. you know, if you've only got so much water, it, that can be an issue as well. True. All those things we just mentioned are really high in sodium, but damn, they keep a long time and they're good. So bear that in mind. Um, and you can keep them in food grade buckets or, you know, you can get a plastic bin somewhere, something strong um, in case your garage collapses or your. Your uh, bedroom, I, and I gotta, I gotta touch on that. One of the comments in the um, the post, you know, when I asked people for their comments on, are you prepared? Somebody said, who has the money, you know, and and the space? You need practically a whole nother shed dedicated to. No, you don't. Trust me, I've got enough stuff in my um, space for a family of six, and it takes a tiny little amount of space in each room, and we know where to grab something when we need to get the hell out in a hurry. So, no, it doesn't take a lot of, of, you know, space. So you can take rice, too, in little Ziploc bags and um, go to the dollar store. I went to the uh, dollar store. Oh, my God, I found little hummus in a can. And it wasn't by some crappy-ass brand that you've never heard of. It was by, you know, some major brand that we all eat from. So they, and it was hummus and crackers for a buck, you know, and they'll last for a long time. And then I found, of course, turkey jerky, all that other stuff. Salty, but really good. Yeah, I was going to say as well, you know, when when we do our, our homeless outreach events here in New York, we get all of our stuff from dollar stores. And pretty much the same stuff that we buy for homeless people is, is what you would want if you're prepping for a disaster, because let, let's face it, they're, they're in a disaster 24-7, you know, just the way that they're, they're forced to live. Um, True. But, you know, we, we, we can get enough food and water and uh, supplies to last us three days easily for about $45. That That's it. Right. 
because I went in there with 20 bucks and completely filled our um, bug out bags. I was blown away. I went, what? Really? So we just divvied up the food. Um, so there are, like I said, dollar stores, check expiration dates, things last a long time. Don't forget your can opener. So that's your food. You know, just put that aside. Make sure you have enough for at least three days, at least. A week would be better. You know, you can, you can if you have a lot of money, if you're listening in right now going, those things are gross and I have more money, well, then take your money, go to eFoods Direct because they have amazing gourmet meals. Uh, and they're, they're expensive. But they have, they're packed in these amazing containers that, you know, hold up well to disaster, supposedly. E-Foods Direct. But if you po like me, go to the dollar store and get stuff that will sustain you. Yeah, um, and if you get your food from E-Foods Direct, then send us an invitation. And, you know, we'll, we'll trade like a manicure for, uh, for a, a, a nice meal. Right? Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so second on our list, of course, is water. And uh, I want to emphasize spring water. Please, people, do not use distilled. Distilled water is used specifically to extract things from your body. It's used by estheticians, et cetera. Um, so not distilled water. Uh, use spring water or purified drinking water. And how much do you need? You need 60 ounces per day. You can get by on less, but if you want to stay healthy and hydrated, 60 ounces per day. And, uh, I don't know what your crazy American measurements are, but I, I, I would, I'd always been told a gallon per person per day. Is that 60 ounces? I don't know. Yeah, that's about 60-something ounces. Yeah, yeah, that is. Okay, you know, yeah, I like the metric system better, but you in America, Jack, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, I got to use my redneck, and I'll tell you what. This is America, and when you're in America, you use inches. That was terrible. Ooh, did that scare you, bud? Because that kind of scared me. You boys, quit. In my there you go. And this is where the show just goes down. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We're getting back on track. Um, there are water purification systems that you can get out there. Uh, I know someone who's got this water purification stick. You just drop it in anything. And i got to check that out because, really, we've got all this water in our garage, and I think it would be easier to use a water pur- purification stick, um, whatever that is. But you guys... Look that up. Water is your second most important thing. To me, it's almost the first, but so, you look know, that I, up. I read something today, and, and I must admit, I've always relied on the fact that if I was in a disaster, I, I've got a ton of camping stuff, and I've got camping stoves and gas cylinders and all that stuff. Which So I kind of rely on the fact that I could very easily boil water with no big issues. Um, but mm-hmm. I read something today on the CDC website, of all places, that mm-hmm. recommends that you keep a pack of unscented liquid household bleach with you. Um, to purify your water with. And I'm right. thinking, really, do I want to drink water after it's had bleach in it? And, but, uh, Believe it or not, me. that is an old, yeah, I've, that's been around for years, actually. I've never tried it, but that's the little bit of bleach in boiled water has been around forever. So I guess there's, you know, um, a, let's see, Geek Pile in the chat room is saying, yes, bleach is something that they've used. Um <laughs> And you know what? Most people know where to get water in your house. In case you're stuck in your home and, you know, you can't leave it uh, or you're trapped, you know, whatever, the water in your water heater is drinkable. The water in the top tank of your toilet is drinkable. No, don't be a dumbass and try to drink out of your toilet. Um, It's the top tank that never touches any of that grossness, okay? Gravity goes downward. Unless you're in a college dorm. 
unless you're in a college dorm. Yay. So yeah, those are good. places. Doug is know. good enough for me. Yeah. Oh, gross ass men. Anyway, um, <laughs> so water. Yeah, that's a really important thing to have on hand. And if you're going to make room for anything, make room for the water. So uh, the third thing on our list is shelter. Because like we said, you can last for three hours um, without shelter in extreme weather. So if it's snowing or very cold outside or if it's extremely hot, you will only last three hours without cover. Now, umbrellas are great shelter, and so are tarps. So if you can't, you know, shelter in place and you have to be out somewhere, keep them in your car. We have a whole section on this show about bug out bags and what you should keep in your car and Spectre has a good story about what it's like to be stuck in a car without this stuff so we'll get to that but umbrellas and tarps can really go a long way um number four on our list and if this is all going by too fast for you it's okay we are really good at putting lists of everything that we mentioned and websites up on our Heroes 101 Facebook page. And if you've never visited it, um, all you have to do is go to your Facebook search bar and put in Heroes 101 Radio, and it'll take you straight to us. Uh, number four is security. Now, Specter, you and I could spend an entire show on security and keeping your family safe, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but for the sake of keeping it in our, our you know, our 90-minute time slot here, we will, you know, only touch on a few. I'm a big fan of bows and arrows. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I like a bit of that. I also kind of <laughs> like throwing weapons as well. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, bows right. and arrows work. I, yeah, a number of throwing knives and shuriken. And right. Are, That's right. We decided, we decided I'm coming to your house. If there's an emergency, because you've got this basement that's like, you know, a little fortress with weapons and and such. So, yeah, we're going to your house. You got shurikens? I'm there. <laughs> Titus Lupus in the chat room just had a really, really good point. Use Google Maps to look at the area around your house so that you know it. And that's really important. I mean, you know, I think aside from your yard and your immediate neighbors, does anyone really know the, the wider area? and I'm, I'm Absolutely. Me. I, I go jogging a lot, and and that that's really opened my eyes to some areas that would be useful to know about, and some that I would avoid, like the plague. <laughs> well, you know what? That is very good, and that comes in our map. Um, the maps come in our um, bug out bag section too, because that's that's absolutely a great point, Titus Lucas. Because if you don't know where to go without Siri holding your little hand, you're going to be screwed. So uh, maps are in our bug out bag section. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Then on the security side, though, groups of people, you know, do you think there is security in in groups or do you just stick with your own and screw everyone else? You know, it depends on the groups. If it's a group of my family and and people I trust, absolutely. There's strength in numbers because I know that even just knowing my next door neighbors helps because they're more likely to be helping me out because they know I'd help them out in an emergency than some stranger or us sticking to ourselves. I'm not saying trust everybody. We all know if the world goes to hell, it's going to be every man for himself. Um, and that's a whole other whole nother show. And I'm all for guns, if anybody's wondering if, if we're pacifists here. No, I love my guns. And the reason I love my guns is because I'm trained. Um, and... 
I don't recommend just going out to buy a gun just to have one in the event of an emergency. I recommend going out and getting a gun so that you can get to know the gun, so that you can understand how it works. Go take courses. They have. I've taken hunter safety courses. I've taken gun training courses. Um, our, our martial arts dojo has extensive gun training courses that they use to um, – to add to any police officers in the area can come and take these two weekend courses to add to their training, the training on top of what they get at the police academy. And that's the only reason why I feel okay around guns. Um, yeah, you can take them apart and put them back together after doing the classes we've taken. Right. You can. They teach you at our classes, you can take them apart, put them back together. You can do obstacles with them, um, unjam them in a hurry, um, shoot, you know, on the move. And... Um, but that's extensive. The only downside to having guns during an emergency is if you fire a gun in your area, you might as well launch a red flare up above your head because if you're trying to not let people know that you're there and if you're trying to not let people know that there are weapons nearby, you just blew it. So that's why I'm I'm a fan of also having bows and arrows around, um, you know, for whatever uh, protection, hunting, whatever, if it gets that bad. But if someone's going to come into my house, yes, they will get shot. So <laughs> it's good to have security, however you guys, you know, provide it for yourselves. <coughs> um, Let's see. Oh, and Titus Lucas has a really good point. If you must bug in, make sure your house looks like it's already been raided. Nice. That's a really good tip because... It, it reminds me of that Harry Potter, yeah, I'm a nerd, you know, whatever. It's that one Harry Potter uh, uh, scene where it looks like someone's already come and, and kidnapped the guy because the house looks like it's in a shambles and, and the struggles happened when really he did that himself to throw people off. So that's, that's pretty good. Nerd. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Shut up. <laughs> um, okay, next on our list is matches, fire, burning stuff. Uh, what would you recommend for that, Spectre? Because there are so many things you could use to make a fire. Yeah, I must admit, I I like um, I like having the very, very easy things. You know, the the gas lighters, the, um, the ones right. that come with a small bottle of fluid, and they're, they're like directional, and they're, they're almost like a blowtorch, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, th- those things you can get for a couple of bucks, and they last for months, you know. You can use them forever um but also you know i'd like to have um you know more improvisational things i I like to have this you know the small uh flint fire lighters where you get like a metal thing that scrapes down and it creates sparks Uh, oh yeah having those um yeah magnesium strip is that is it called yeah Yeah, okay strips yeah flint rock yeah I keep one of those with a pack of knives all the time. So, you know, if I ever needed it, I'd have, um, you know, I'd have it right there. Um, but, you know, the other thing um, I find really, really useful is because it's easy to, to make a flame. But if the if the wood you're using is damp, if, uh, you know, if, if it's wet or humid conditions, it can be difficult to get the fire going. Um, and right. one thing I find really useful is actually to keep a wax candle and then just drip the wax from the candle on whatever you're trying to set light to. And it gets it going like crazy. It's it's like pouring gasoline on it, um, and and it's you know it's very safe to do. It doesn't it doesn't blow up in a massive inferno, but it will just keep it burning and burning and burning and build the heat up, uh, so that the fire kind of sustains itself. 
Brilliant. I didn't even think about that. That there you go, guys. You got a free one right there. So we're just you know we're gonna try that. I'm gonna try. I hear we're supposed to have rain pretty soon. I'll try that. Um, that'll be a good one. Trying to start a fire in the rain. Um, yeah, flint flint rocks and magnesium strips. Right. Uh, here's one from the dollar store. It's called Murray's Beeswax. Murray's beeswax and a cotton ball, and you've got something that'll burn for hours. Also, uh, I believe Titus Lupus was the one who told us about this one. And and by the way, BK, yes, I would love a crossbow. Mother's Day is coming up if anybody wants to buy me a crossbow. Um, Anyway, boy, that was a cheap plug, I know. Uh, Cole will keep your guns nice and powerful, though, just from pulling the string all the time. Right, right. right. It's my guns, my arm. Anyway, honey. Too, too random. Uh, a toilet paper roll with the cardboard center pulled out inside of a coffee can plus rubbing alcohol, and you've got heat and light. I think that was it. I think that yeah. was a, And I thought, that's brilliant. Can you imagine the flame? <laughs> That'd be yeah, great. I've seen the, the, the same kind of deal with rubbing alcohol on a beer can, and you literally, mm-hmm. there's a certain way you cut the beer can. Um, so that there's a kind of half of it goes inside the other half, and there, there are videos online of this, and they make perfect camping stoves, they make perfect torches, and you know they're they're absolutely fantastic. And literally, all you need is a beer can, a knife, and some rubbing alcohol. Now, see, I'm going to try that. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, we were talking about drippings. Save your drippings if you make any fatty meats that that you know uh, sort of drip off and like bacon grease or something to save that because you can always use the bits of that to start fires too so um that's really important well, there's, there's a slight drawback with that and i i used to do that in the uk um and oh I yeah that's right this is a good but, good morning yeah, story. here in yeah. the northeast it can be a little bit of a problem if you keep your uh you know we, we cook bacon regularly for breakfast when we're camping um you mm-hmm. keep the drip if you put them in a can and the next morning you've got bears in your campsite <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. not so much fun. Yeah, not a, yeah. Well, you know they're smart. They like bacon, like us. Um, <laughs> Geek Pile in the chat room is giving us some really good tips, uh, really good website links on things that you can create uh, <laughs> by these MacGyver-like people and stuff. So we will put all those up because there are some uh, some great ideas in there. Um, the next thing we'll get to those as uh, as Nightbug checks them out for us, we can uh, we can touch on those. Number six on this list is meds. Uh, even if you don't take any, and no one in your family really takes meds, don't forget to take with you some stomach ache remedies. Because, um, and I learned this during the research that this type of of disaster these types of um you know stressors they go to your stomach first because that's where you hold all your fear and if you don't have any stomach ache remedies they can you know build and build and just really uh deplete your energy and when something like this is going on you need your energy so you know whether it's a holistic you know herbs or or Pepto-Bismol, make sure you have some type of stomach ache med- remedies. Make sure you have your antibiotics. And, Spectre, you gave me this tip last time. Even if you're done with your antibiotics and you have some left, don't throw them away. Keep them um, and store them because as long as they're still usable, as long as their efficacy isn't down to nothing, 
you can give those to somebody who gets some type of infection, you know, out there. So save your your antibiotics and keep a first aid kit with you. If you want to know what's in a first aid kit, we'll get to that. But that's number six on our list is meds. I think um, I was going to throw in there as well, talking about meds. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think without wanting to go into too much detail on it, kind of like uh, anti-diarrhea kind of tablets as well. You know, the last thing oh, you want yeah. when you're on a limited water supply is to be oh, God. losing water through your stomach. You know, so Absolutely. anything that kind of you know stops that flood is, is a great thing. Um, but uh, more pleasantly, the other thing I find, you know, is <clears throat> I, I get migraines a lot, and, and they're normally caused by stress, which I should imagine would be a big factor. And oh, yeah. it can be debilitating. And, you know, now it's just sit in a quiet room for a couple of hours, they'll fade away. Uh, you know, take a couple of painkillers or whatever. But, um, you know, if, if you're not able to, if you're in a very, very stressful environment, actually having just some, some typical painkillers, whether it's, you know, things like ibuprofen that will, uh, you know, bring the swelling down and uh, make it easier, is, you know, it would, could be a lifesaver in that kind of situation. You know, that's a perfectly good launcher for our next one but um but i thought about that because i remember you saying that last time that you got migraines and sometimes you can't even see straight with a migraine i've never had one thank goodness knock on wood but i can't even imagine trying to execute any plan that we have with something as debilitating as a migraine so that's where a good plan comes in and that way if you can't do it you can always say hey you know joe can you Grab the food bucket. It's here. Can you know? And at least you know where things are. You know what's supposed to happen. And if your family's in on the plan, um, they can help pick up the slack where where you know you're kind of lacking that day for whatever reason. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Ibuprofen, anything that can help you in the first aid kit. And the last thing on our list, official list, is skill set. Skill set, yeah, you can't pack that into anything, but you should have a skill set because all these things that we just talked about, starting a fire, um, building a shelter, you know, applying first aid, even cooking or using hand tools, those are skills. And if you don't know how to do half of that, go find somebody who does and apprentice them, you know, apprentice with them for a weekend or learn online and then go outside and try to do it yourself because, like Simon was just mentioning about the migraine, you never know what um, disability may happen as a result of the, say we have an earthquake and something lands on your leg and now you've got a broken leg. Well, if you don't have a skill set with setting your own leg or you know, um, starting a fire to keep you warm, you and your family warm outside now, you know, you're, you're going to be lost. So make sure that this skill set is something that you've practiced. And this sounds this sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it, Spectre? It sounds like so much stuff to remember. You know what, um, though? I, I think the important thing about the, the point you just covered is it, it's uh-huh. stuff that you do in advance. You know, you don't right. you don't gain a skill set on the day of the, the super volcano. No. And, and like yeah. you said, there's so much stuff you can learn through the Internet. Like, you know, recently I, I taught myself how to solder. I, you know, in all the years I've been around, I never had a clue of how to solder. I never had any requirement to do it. And I literally watched a video on YouTube. I tried it on a few spare wires. I messed it up ten times and then got it right. And, um, you know, similarly, my, my wife taught herself plumbing. You know, we, we were kind of in a, in a tight spot with money. We had a tap broken in the kitchen, and she 
looked online, found out how to change it and fixed it herself without paying a plumber, you know, 200 bucks to do the same thing. So um, it, it doesn't take a lot to teach yourself a, a really, really useful skill uh, that, you know, obviously, you, as you say, you can trade it, you can, you know, it can benefit you directly or it can benefit the people that you're with. Exactly. Um, and you know what? I remember reading about that when she did that. I was like, oh, she's my hero. She can do plumbing. That's pretty rad. Um the skill set, yeah, like you said, and do do it ahead of time, guys. If you're hearing all this and you're going, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. You know what sucks is we had an earthquake, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year here, and it was centered in the Napa Valley. Um, and it wasn't enough, I think maybe one person one person was killed, but and that's enough. That's one person too much, but still, um, it, it knocked down some a couple of, structures on some sides of buildings and crushed a couple cars and but my friends who were totally blown away by their entire living rooms I mean I posted pictures where their shelves were completely toppled and everything in their their bathrooms and living rooms were all over the floor broken glass everywhere and they were posting things like I can't believe this happened look at this, this is ridiculous and I thought that's what we would all say if we weren't prepared. We'd all go, oh, my God, I was so not ready for this. Look at that. Don't think that you get a week. This isn't the movies. You don't get this awesome montage of you prepping before the big bad thing strikes at all. You know, you get the cool music playing in the background while you're packing Ziploc bags full of shit. Everyone's no. got their shirt off. Everyone's got their shirt off. Yeah, glistening with sweat. Wow. We just uh, went I'm there. Also, as the explosion happens behind me, I'm going to jump forward in slow motion. And, right? And then get my bug out back. Right. Oh, I'm just going to walk away in slow-mo while the explosion's happening behind me. See? No, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is just like happened. I've lived through how many earthquakes here? And thank goodness. Uh, you know, you're just talking to someone normally or driving down the street, and suddenly everything is out of control. Nothing is in your control anymore except your response to it. That's it. And everything is like, what the hell? And then after that, chaos. Because nobody else knows what they're doing. And everybody's trying to reach their loved ones. And everybody's trying to serve. It's terrible. So when we ask you to do this homework, maybe devote a little time of you know, every week until you feel completely comfortable that you'll be able to handle certain situations because come on be real we know you can't handle everything we know we can't prepare you for everything who can but if you've got kids if you've got animals if you've got elderly if you've got disabled anybody in your family that depends on you it's it's pretty much a responsibility of yours to do this it really is because waiting for someone else to take care of you is completely irresponsible you know what, as well, the, the few times that I've been through a, you know, a, a big event like this that we're talking about, <clears throat> there's always someone that <clears throat> you, you go to Home Depot and you try to buy a generator, and, and they're, they're all gone. You know, they're, they're gone right. for the next 12 months because they've been right. bought, and then people have got paranoid and bought five more. And there's always some neighbor who's <clears throat> who's just a dick about it. It's like, well, you, you just chose to buy a generator today. Well, I've got seven of them. <laughs> uh. and, isn't well, it that's nice when you not shoot to be the guy him, you know? talking to that douchebag. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I take back what I just said. I, I, I'm sorry, sorry. I said to shoot him, but that's <laughs> <laughs> with your crossbow, so it's quiet. <laughs> and then eat them. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, you know what? We're kidding. Don't sue us, anyone. 
We got a Hannibal Lecter listening in and on that, this, going, "I'm going to do that." They and told me that me was their last idea. show. <laughs> that was our last show. Okay, so what we are um, also asking you to do, because these are these are important things, is to check out um, your local ham radio operators groups. They're everywhere. I've checked. They're in every state, and ham radios will communicate everywhere. Uh, when everything else goes down, they are still functioning. And if you're thinking, that crap is really expensive, yeah, they are. But you know what? Um, they have ham radio flea markets that go all around the country, all What's around. What's ham radio? Why is it called ham? Uh, you know what? We tried to look up the the origin of the word ham, and uh, you know, as an acronym, and there there are five different possibilities of where it came from. So it doesn't, yeah, you know, it doesn't even matter. Wow. Just, and none, just none of them are interesting either. They're all five no. boring possibilities. Right, they're boring. But for, for, the, for the young people thing. listening who are like, what the crap is a ham radio? Is that like old Facebook or? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just. Go to your room. <laughs> yeah, no ham radios. Look them up. But really, there's. I just found out that um, they have this ongoing ham radio uh, course online that you can take, and then they have supplemental, you know, in-person classes here uh, near where we live. So, I mean, I knew about the in-person classes, but I didn't know about the online. So, guess who's going to be checking that out? Um, meet your neighbors. Meet your neighbors. And I I know that some people are going, I don't want to know those assholes. Well, that's fine. If they're jerks, maybe you don't want to know them. But maybe there are good neighbors across the street or just down the way a little way. And, uh, you know, strength in numbers, like we were talking or, or about delicious before. delicious neighbors. Or delicious. Or you can eat them. Or you can take everything they have. So, really, meet your neighbors. Um, you know, you never know who you're going to meet and eat. Right. Bring them cookies before... Yeah, sweeten Before, them up. Before uh, shit goes yeah, down, it always up. works to rock. Okay, no, we still have some serious stuff out. Okay. So, so Geekpile had a very good point in the chat room, and, and this is something I think people should do anyway, whether they're present right. or not, but a, a CERT, a CERT course, um, which will not only teach you a ton of useful medical and, and preparedness and first aid type skills, um, but also will teach you how to use a walkie-talkie, which... Um, you know, we, we use walkie-talkies in the, the New York Hero Initiative when we have multiple groups out on a patrol that we try to coordinate. And as, as Geekpile says, you would be amazed that um, yeah, the younger kids didn't know that the volume knob was also the power knob. But, um, <laughs> yeah, on, on, on walkie-talkies, you'd be amazed how often, just in two groups walking 100 feet apart, how often you lose contact, things go wrong with the walkie-talkies, and you know, just having the ability to use them capably and, and the practice to make good use of them uh, could be a lifesaver. Absolutely. Oh, my God. People don't realize you don't talk right into them because then you get the... Like that, and they're just little things that can ruin communication. What yeah. were you saying? I was going to say, be sure you get a good, trusted brand and test them extensively. Yeah. We had a... We had a few pairs that we thought were good, and then with fresh batteries, all of a sudden the push-to-talk button started turning them off. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, just just spend a little more money if you can. If you can't, then, you know, get to know people who have them. Um, we have we have this thing that that uh, might help when you're in you know in a time of chaos and and mayhem everywhere, and it's an acronym that uh, might help center you a little. 
and if you're not centered, you're you're going to hurt yourself and those around you. And it's called Spear, Spear, and that's S P is in Paul E A R, and what that stands for is stop, because if you're freaking the hell out, you need to stop and just take a breath really quick. No matter how crazy it is, stop. The P is for plan. And you got to make a plan because if you're running around freaking out, you obviously haven't had a plan uh, or you don't remember your plan. So stop. Plan. The E is for evaluate. Evaluate what the hell kind of situation you're in. Evaluate what you need to do next. And um, A is assess your plan. If you've already put it in motion, assess it. You know, go, okay, this isn't working. I can't go this way. That's too dangerous. I can't do that. Whatever it is. And R for reevaluate. Now make a different plan. So spear, stop, plan, evaluate, assess, and reevaluate. Um, before we get to the bug out bag section, uh, really quickly, there are things you need to know. Uh, you need to know how to turn off your gas in the event of something that shakes you up or hits your building badly enough to where you could have a gas leak. So go find out where your gas is, whether you're in an apartment or a house. Find out and find out how to turn it off. Uh, speaking of gas, keep your gas tank filled in your car. There are so many times when we let ours go down to like a quarter of a tank or less, and number one, that's bad for the catalytic converter. Number yeah. two, you never know when something will hit and gas stations won't offer you gas anymore in the event of an emergency. It's happened over here during the earthquake. Yeah. Um, or they'll get looted. Or you, Or they'll get, you know. Yeah, exactly. The gas stations get looted, so they close. Yeah. Keep uh, your tank at half. Keep your tank at least half. Uh, n- this one is for when you're at work or at home. Usually at home, you know where the stairs are, but at work, I think, Spectre, you were saying that half the buildings in Manhattan, over the, you know, that people don't know where their stairs are. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that, that's shocking. That there's actually a government initiative in, in New York now where there are uh, emergency prep officers who come around from from the city who literally show people where the fire exits are because there was such a ridiculous number of people who didn't know how to get out of a building and after you know after 9/11 it's obviously a and you know even more recently we had a building a, a, a gas main explode under a building down in wow. the village um, yeah yeah a seven story apartment building came down out of nowhere um so you know I, I don't think it can be uh, stressed enough to just know how to get out safely and you know obviously not rely on the elevators. No, exactly. Um yeah, I know that scared the crap out of me cuz I have family in there in New York. Um no and this you know what uh geek pile in the chat room is saying his safety team at work was a riot and I know what he means by that. He's being completely sarcastic. It taught him a lot, he says, about how little other people don't know. They could not figure out. This is the safety team that they put together over there. Uh, they couldn't figure things out like, what's our plan? There's a fire right now. What do we do? Nobody had their crap together. That place would have just burned down. Um, so don't rely on them. Learn learn where your things are. Um, and this goes back to what Titus Lupus said, learn your area. Because where do you spend 90% of your time? Do you know where your exits lead to? What streets do you? You're coming out of your stairs in your building. What street are you going to be on? What's near you? What's safe? That's important. And really take, you know, like one once a week during your lunch break and go explore and find out. Yeah, what's that going to hurt? Um, what do you, you're laughing. Let's see. They respond. 
Oh, there was a plan, but it didn't go too smoothly, Geek Pile is saying in the chat room. I'm sure. I remember your story. Um, speaking of stories, I'd like to ask you, Spectre, to share, because our next section is bug out bags. And the reason, I know this sounds like some hipster term, ooh, bug out bags, yay, let's all get them. You know what? It's one of the smartest things you can do. Remember the movie Cujo? Yeah, uh-huh. If she had a bug out bag, that would have went a lot better. Um and my alarm is agreeing with me. Uh, yeah, Spectre, there's th- that story uh, about, uh, I believe you were in a car. Oh, man, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So this, I, I was 18 at the time. I was uh, significantly younger than I am now and um, in a very crappy car. And, and um, I, my parents were divorced and it was at Christmas and I was driving from my mother's house in the south of England to my father's house in, in the Midlands. Um, and it's about a four-hour drive, something like that. And it was on Christmas Eve, and my car broke down, and I was stuck. I had like a, you know triple eight style coverage um, to, to come and pick me up, but because it was Christmas Eve, everybody was breaking down. It was a particularly cold Christmas Eve as well, and uh, the car broke down, and I was stuck there for I think around twelve hours in the car. And you know, twelve hours doesn't sound very long until you're stuck yes, in a compact car. And you know, there's no bathrooms. You're stuck. And I was by the side of the freeway. You know, it's not safe to get out of the car, as well as it being freezing. And all I had in the car with me were Christmas presents, and just a, a whole trunk full of gifts. And I was literally sat there by the end of it, thinking. I might set fire to the wrapping paper from the gifts um, and, and actually just make a fire in the car just to get some heat because I was so, so cold. And I was literally thinking, I, I could just freeze to death here by the side of the road, like 10 miles from Birmingham, <laughs> just, uh, you know, just because I was so badly prepared. And, and you know, that's the last time that happens. Oh, well, you know what? And think about that. That isn't, oh, I was out, you know, in the middle of the desert, you know, or you were right there. Cars are driving by you, yet it's not safe to get out. And you were 10 miles from, you know, the city that you wanted to be. In. But you could have froze to death. That's the thing. So if you, um, you know, and of course you learn, you know, as you get older. But if you had a bug out bag with several of these items you'd have been well you're okay now so i'm grateful for that and what a suck-ass way to spend christmas eve that's pretty sad i don't know i kind of enjoyed the alone time did you (laughs) you're like i'm away from my crazy family i'm just gonna make my car break down um but now to go with uh his story i used to be a, a train operator here in the bay area and during the big um loma prieta earthquake 1989, I believe that was, Um, that's when a freeway came down and smashed cars. It came down, it was a double-decker freeway, and the top portion just came down and just smashed cars to, like, literally four inches. I remember visiting the site, and it was one of the worst things I'd ever seen in my life. But um, the trains were stopped. These, you know, we have the equivalent of of subways here, you know, in um, in San Francisco, and they're called BART trains. And the BART trains uh, go underneath the San Francisco Bay through what's called the Transbay Tube. And supposedly the Transbay Tube has on either side, if you could think of a flex pipe, uh, the equivalent of a flex pipe on either side, in the event of an earthquake, it's supposed to move and shift. And that way things don't crack and you don't get the ocean flooding in and killing you. Doesn't that sound awful? Um Anyway, that's what it did during the earthquake. They did the right thing, and um, 
you know, they, they stayed safe. The problem was trains were shut down for seven hours, I believe, under, you know, under the bay in that, that trans bay tube. So if you're stuck on a train for seven hours, luckily a lot of the train operators were like, um, you know, trained in keeping people calm and, you know, joking with them to help everybody, you know, just, just lighten up. Cause that's a really scary thing. But if you have the equivalent of a bug out bag in your, whatever you take, your briefcase, your um, backpacks, your purse, if you have a mini bug out bag kit, you're that much better off, um, in any event of an emergency. So with that, we're going into our bug out bag section. So can, can I ask you, before we get into the mm-hmm. bug out bags, uh, obviously you've got a choice if there's an emergency. Do you, do you bug in and just, you know, board yourself up in the house and prepare there, or do you bug out? And, and what, what are your criteria for deciding which way you go? We actually had uh, an emergency happen to us several years ago where we lived by the Chevron refinery plant. Um, and that's in Point Richmond, California. And it's a huge Chevron. I mean, it takes up just acres and acres. And they had some type of chemical leak in the air. And they said they wanted you to shelter. We heard the alarms going off in town. And they wanted you to shelter in place. Now, um, I had read about the possibility of the chemicals coming into your home through vents because you can't possibly cover everything up, you know, quickly enough to not breathe it. So we actually jumped into our car, grabbed our things because, you know, we were ready to just bail at any moment, which we did. And it worked really smoothly. And we we headed away from where the the wind was blowing the the air. Um, For that instance, I know when they say shelter in place, it completely depends on the emergency. If it's something like that where I know damn well that my house is going to get that chemical within, you know, then I'm going to take off. And we took off and we were fine. Other people that stayed behind, some got sick. Uh I had a a, a newborn. I wasn't I wasn't going to take that chance. Wow. So it yeah, it completely it's dependent on on the emergency. If it is safer to stay in, then yeah, stay in, uh, make sure you have everything you need there first. If it's something that you know, you know you're not going to survive by staying at home, get the hell out. And I'm sorry to be so vague, but really, um, that's that's my answer for it. Your house, I would probably stay in. <laughs> <laughs> you got all that stuff. I'm here now. I'd be okay for food, but uh, you right. know, I, I would. Um, I'll probably stick around unless it's the zombies, in which case I'll probably hit the road. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's another thing. I know somebody who is going around burying things in different areas around the uh, their area, you know, like 20 miles away, 30 miles away. That's not a bad idea. Find a spot that you know isn't going to be disturbed. Put your put some supplies in a plastic container or, or whatever you think will survive a burial and bury it. That way, you know, it sounds extreme. I don't care. All of this sounds extreme, but it's better safe than sorry. Um and the bug out bags, we want to make sure, first of all, that you don't get, oh, and if you, by the way, if you take a CERT class, Community Emergency Response Team, one of the best things you can do, because this stuff gets put into motion and you get taught by firefighters, police officers, and other uh, disaster trained um, Red Cross people, 
and they show you how to do everything. I mean, something heavy that weighs a ton falls on, you know, somewhere. They teach you how to do cribbing with wood that's around you and lift it up as a group. They teach you how to do visual triage in case there's a big scene of uh, devastation where there are tons of injured people around. Uh, they teach you how to communicate properly on the on the radios, on the walkie-talkies. They teach you how to identify hazardous materials by placards on the sides of um, trucks. All kinds of good stuff. And you know what? The best thing is it's free. And you get gifts. See, I'm excited because they gave us a big, giant, awesome backpack. Inside the backpack was a safety vest, a cert helmet to protect you from falling debris, safety gloves, and a whole bunch of little other safe items in there. So I can't say that every cert does that, but the ones in the three different cities that, that I know friends have gone to have all done that. Look for it. Look for around your, your area. See if they have a community emergency response team. Plus, you get all yeah, the alerts. Yeah, you know what? Then first. Nightbug posted a link to a to a resource um, many months ago now that showed uh, showed where these are, and I was amazed at how many there were in just small towns. You know where I live. You know, I I wouldn't have to trek more than a couple of miles to get to one. I, I really couldn't stress enough how good they are and uh, how widespread. Right, and you know what's cool? They give you the emergencies before the public gets the emergencies. They will they will text you or call you because, number one, they're looking for volunteers who want to go and help out the community during an emergency. Number two, uh, they want you to alert your loved ones and, and neighbors. So, uh, you know, you get that. That alone is worth it. Um, so it bug out bags. Like I said, if you don't have one that you, you know, you want to go to get, go to cert, get your own big giant backpack from them. With a bug out bag, you want to make sure that it's big enough to hold your items, but not so big that you can't carry it. Because let's be real, you're not going to carry a 50 pound pack, you know, for very far. So only carry what you need to, only your essentials. Um, and just like with what we mentioned in our seven-item uh, list of things to have, food, water, you know, you can't carry 60 ounces of water or, you know, a gallon in your, obviously, but carry as much as you can. Uh, like I said, if this list goes by quickly, we'll put the list up again. So you got food, you got water, everything for three days. We count on three days with a bug out bag. Flashlight, batteries a first aid kit and um in a first aid kit like we mentioned definitely pain medications gauze goes a long way you can use it as a tourniquet um antibacterial remedies band-aids and i think specter you mentioned a needle and thread and i thought that was pretty smart because you can also use it to stitch yourself up yeah, um, you know, yeah i must admit I, I find that um a really good idea just you know, I, I have to say I'm sad enough I have one of these John Rambo replica knives with a needle and thread in the, uh, <laughs> in the hilt. Um, really lame. But, um, Hell yeah. No, that's but, awesome. You know, the idea that I could also, I mean, as well as using it for a needle and thread and for either patching up clothes or patching up your skin if you needed to, um, you could also use it as fishing line. You could make a fishing hook out of the needle. You know, there's so much you can do with that that would be really, really valuable. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I want one of those John Rambo-type knives. It sounds good to me. Um, 
let's see there also inside of those you should have uh a multi-tool kit and you know i love my leatherman uh there's also gerber makes a really good multi-tool kit too if you don't have the money for that i found a multi-tool kit at the dollar store sure it's not you know the same type of quality as the gerber or leatherman but man if you need a screwdriver or something else a pair of pliers a dollar for a multi-tool kit um you need copies of your important documents, just copies. Don't take the originals. Uh, you need, uh, you know, and and include an emergency list of who to call in case someone finds you. Put that in your important documents. Put in a Ziploc. Uh, you need hygiene items: toothpaste, toothbrush, dollar store. You know, your cell phone, Ziplocked, and with a backup battery pack if you can. Um, in, let's see, space blankets. We're gonna put up a link. I found this awesome place that sells 20 space blankets for 13 bucks. And yes, that's that aluminum <laughs> space blanket. Yeah, I went there, Spectre. So I want to hear you, you know, say it, though, because I, I, yeah. I actually had, I was going to add on, on, onto your list aluminum or aluminum, whatever you want to say, uh, foil <laughs> for, for cooking as well. Because, you know, one of the problems if you've got a camping stove or, you know, or some kind of fire is how do you cook the food over it? And, you know, I've been there where you've got sticks and they're just going to burn. You've got, you know, metal grills, but they're too widespread and your food falls through it. And the idea of wrapping it in foil and actually, you know, you can put it in the ashes of the fire, you can put it around the edges of the fire, um, and, and you can make really, really good food like that. That's brilliant. I didn't even think about it. So that's a really good idea. Huh. Okay. Let's um, you see. Know, I got your hygiene products as well. <clears throat> um, wet wipes or like baby wipes. Um, we, we include these in all of our homeless packs because they're so useful for the homeless folks. But, you know, you can get the, the packs I, I get from the dollar store are 600 baby wipes for, uh, for I think, $2.50, something like that. And, you know, as much as you, you'd get through them quickly, you can use them, you know, for obviously for hygiene, but you can also use them for cleaning plates and, you know, and just sanitizing other things. So they're, they're so universal and valuable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you, I think that you had mentioned, um, I'm sorry. The the chat room just came it went out, but it came back up, guys. So if it looked like it went down, it's it's back up now. So, yay. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. Uh I'm I'm sorry. You were talking about something and I bug totally threw me off. There. <laughs> uh, if you said nothing, it would have been fine. No, no. It's okay. Um <coughs> What were we on, Specter? We were just I on. forget. We were talking about the bug out bag. So the other thing I had actually right. which um, again, just just in terms of practical <clears throat> eating, and you know what? I, one of the things I, I think is such a um, a challenge in a disaster situation is stress, and not yeah. only stress on yourself, but stress on your relationship, whether it's with your you know your significant other, whether it's um, with your kids, you know, just trying to keep a group together and <clears throat> optimistic and motivated in a time of stress can be. A real challenge and I think being able to eat a meal as a family or as a group and you know even as a couple um, can can do so much for morale and therefore I, I would recommend packing paper plates um, paper cups and like paper towels as well so and and really the idea that it's paper just so you can throw it away afterwards you don't need to worry about you know cleaning things because you may not have the water to do so 
Huh. You know what? That's a good point. Never thought about that. Yeah, trying to keep some semblance of of normalcy, you know, in a time of mayhem. That's a that's a really good idea. Uh, and you know what? These things that we're talking about, uh, we're not done with the list. But I have a backpack that has almost everything in it, and it's about twenty pounds, and that's all. That's not so bad. Yeah, that's it. Uh, space blankets. You know, the, we're talking the other thing about. I would say oh, as well, that? talking about kind of normalcy and <clears throat> sanity. Mm-hmm. It is something like a pack of cards, you know, just something that you can do right. to pass the time. You know, especially if you, if you are just stuck in the house, there's nothing to do, you know, electricity's gone, and and just you know something to kind of keep a group of people just laughing and, and joking around and, and not <laughs> not losing their minds. Absolutely. A simple pack of playing cards could could really make a make a big difference. Distractions, yeah, absolutely. Got to keep their minds off of whatever's going on. Um, Titus Lupus had mentioned maps. Yes, absolutely. Maps, Ziplocs, pet food. If you've got pets, make sure you've got pet food, a little bit of that in there. Kid stuff, like you were saying, to especially to keep these poor kids distracted. Um, and they can be easily distracted. You can get their minds off it by bringing good things for them to, to play with, uh, your can opener. Uh, one thing I carry with me all the time is a whistle. Because if you are ever stuck anywhere and or trapped, or you can only yell about 20 times at full volume before your voice goes out. Did you know that? The average person can only yell about 20 times. So a whistle is really good. Surgical mask, because if buildings for, you know come down or any parts of them, mold is a very dangerous thing, as is asbestos. So surgical masks weigh nothing. And they cost very little. Breathing masks. I think you got a really cool breathing mask, didn't you, Spectre, uh, for for the cold? Yeah, I got like a, a ski mask thing, and and that was yeah. I think I got two for like six dollars or something. Oh yeah. Like Just uh, some some what was it? One of these um, kind of Groupon type sites. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know I, I'd use it a lot more, but it makes me look a bit like a ninja lanty and. Uh, Ooh. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. got to be careful with that. Uh, BK in the chat room was talking about duct tape. And, yeah, as a train operator, I'm not going to lie, I would never board my train without having duct tape in my backpack. Duct, duct tape or electrical tape, um, absolutely. Um, matches, of course, or some type of other fire starter. Twisted fire starter. Chalk. Chalk is good to mark to leave messages anywhere, you know, or to mark houses for whatever, you know, don't go in here. Or, uh, a little $2 rain poncho that folds into a tiny little square, uh, a towel or chamois. And and you know what? Somebody mentioned this. I was listening to the show where it said, bring a towel because you don't have pot holders. So if you're trying to cook something hot, you can, you can carry things uh, definitely in um, a towel. You can wrap wounds with it and you can use it as a pillow. So that's pretty cool. Oh, so you're talking about like a ceramic pot, not not drugs. Uh-huh. I, I thought this was like a South Park. Don't forget to bring a towel. Don't forget to bring a <laughs> Wow, we get applause when you start talking about pot. <laughs> oh, you crazy kids. Um, work gloves. Of course, if you take a cert, cert class, they will give you free badass work gloves. Uh, clothing. We advise a change three days' worth of clothing, and that can just be make sure you have clean socks, you know, little ball caps and just, Something that will keep you warm and dry. Uh, a knife, kind of a badass knife like Spectre's got would be preferable if you can. And don't split 
your items between family or friends. If you think, well, Joe's going to carry those and I'll carry these, you and Joe are separated, you're screwed. Somebody has the food while the other person has the toilet paper. You know, what are you going to do? It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Arnold. Um, and if you, you know, this is our basic list, and it doesn't sound basic. Sounds like a lot, but really, like I said, it doesn't even weigh that much. Um, keep it where you can find it. If you if you have if you can't carry something like that every day to work and back, and we know you can't, do a mini uh, bug out kit with you. Like I know that Nightbug takes the train. My baby, I, I, why did I go there? That stupid song. We're gonna edit that out. Wow. Um, right. He takes the train, and he takes that very same BART train that I was talking about that got stuck in the Transbay tube for hours during an earthquake. So we make sure that he's got um, food, you know, little granola bars or protein bars or whatever, and water, and a mini first aid kit minimum with him because that, you know, plus a little uh, space bag, one of those little space blankets that comes in little, little aluminum squares. And you could keep those in your car, too. You guys really need to keep stuff in your car if you take your car everywhere. The chances of you being home are not as great as the chances of you being at work or in your vehicle in the event of an emergency. So you want stuff that's readily available that can keep you safe. Yeah. And And avoid, um, what is it we call it? Avoid unitaskers whenever possible when you're packing stuff. Like, I I have a, a... Funny enough, it's a skateboard tool for tightening the wheels if they get loose, but it's got a couple other tools built into it, and it's also heavy enough that it's good for, like, smashing a window or something like that if you had to. That Uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Just like, hey, I brought a screwdriver. Well, great. (laughs) But that takes up space. Right. Just take the multi-tool that doesn't take, yeah. multi-tool, that kind of thing. Um, Geek Pile in the chat room is asking us, you can use your go bags to practice in a scenario? You can, because, uh, yes, our, our guest Hot Flash did that with her emergency prep group, too. You want to see how far you can go with them to see how heavy they are and, uh, you know, what it's going to be like for you. Uh, if this doesn't feel like a big enough kit, you know, if you want a more extensive supplies kit, go to the CDC emergency website. They have that. Um, and, really, you can pick and choose. Tailor it to you. You know, if you know you can't have peanuts, don't have nuts in your uh, in your backpack, regardless of what we say. There are free FEMA courses. Check this out. Free courses online to teach you all about this stuff. All you have to do is go to FEMA, Federal Emergency uh, Management, you know, the website there, um, and they have so much more info than we do. Oh, you know what as and, well? This week, mm-hmm. on this Thursday, on April 30th, <clears throat> which I, I'm going to ignore because I'm seeing uh, Age of Ultron. But anyway, uh, this, <laughs> this this Thursday, FEMA have a thing called America's Preparathon, and it's what? literally a group on the FEMA website that you can join. And it's kind of a, a lighthearted way of covering all of the stuff that we talked about today. So, uh, you know, as well as all the formal resources, they've got kind of uh, almost like a game where you can assess your level of preparedness and, and you know, get some helpful hints on, on how to improve it. Oh, dude, we're so there. You know, I wanted to go to Age of Ultron. We're, you know, I know we're going to derail for a minute. I wanted to go opening night. I just wanted to do the midnight show, whatever it was. And then I thought, you know, actually, I'm going to wait for the crowds to die down just a tiny little bit because we're a big old group. We have like eight of us, and we all want to sit together. Now, the chances of us all sitting together is yeah. really not that very. That line, 
that line is starting now. Right, right, exactly. That line's probably starting now. So we probably would all have to sit way in the front, right in front of the screen, and I'm kind of bummed about that. But uh, so you I'll, know what? Though? I, I've got tickets to a, to a double feature. You, you know, the Avengers first movie and then Age of Ultron back to back on Thursday, and I've got a. Uh, you know what, work. Bug? Hang up on this jerk. I don't want to hear any more of this. I don't want to hear <laughs> well, any more. You know, I, 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 I think I, I think other people. So, so this movie here. started in the UK a week ago, right? And yeah. uh, there are people on Facebook literally spoiling Age of Ultron for yeah. people over here. And honestly, what the hell? I, I would wish disaster on those scumbags. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some things you just don't do. And <laughs> seriously, I mean, ruining Age of Ultron. How many years have we been waiting for this movie? You right. deserve the plague. I mean, seriously. Right. Oh, my God. Uh. Oh, yeah, we're really nice people here. <laughs> Except when you mess with our superhero movies, okay? Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. You, there's a line. Movies, there's a line, okay? I mean, first Daredevil, now Age of Ultron. Just shut the fuck up if you've seen a movie. Just no right? one needs to just, hear your review. We're going to read some critics' reviews. Just shut up. Seriously, see, this is where all our nicety goes. And now our radio show is supposed to help you live a happier, healthier, safer life until you mess with our superheroes. Don't do it, okay? So. <laughs> Anyway, I think that's all I had to put on the uh, – uh, all I had to say, believe it or not, on, on our uh, emergency prep. There's so much more you can do, and and we can't emphasize enough that, like Spectre said, these are things you want to do ahead of time. Like my friends who got caught in the little earthquake, and it was, you know, it was pretty small in comparison to the ones we've had in California. They were so blown away, and they're getting caught on their feet because where are their slippers? They're past all the glass. Now, just little things like that, you think that you have time to prep. Well, let's hope you do. But just in case you don't and you have children and you have somebody who depends on you, you, I don't want to be a nag, but someone's got to. You owe it to them to be prepared because if mommy or daddy doesn't know what the hell they're doing and they don't have it together, guess what? Those kids got to suffer. So, nag! Right? I am such a nag. Uh that's what I'm well, here for. You, know, you were a point earlier on about uh, taking the bug, the bug out back for a re- kind of almost a rehearsal of an, an emergency. One, right. one thing I'd recommend is take your bug out bag, take your family, and go to a park, go to a public space, sit there for a day, and try to eat the food in the bug out bag. You know, just you know, if you need shelter, put an umbrella up or whatever you've taken with you just in a, in a public space for one day and and see how it works and you know you'll probably find half the food's awful and you want to throw it out you know the the water's not enough you know you you'll find all the small flaws in the plan and can just fix them straight away brilliant absolutely brilliant in fact i think we're going to do <laughs> bugs rolling his eyes like oh my god you're going to make us do that this weekend aren't you yes i i probably am. <laughs> and we will thank specter for that because it's yeah, good advice yeah. no take, no i'm going to take my bug out bag Right to Age of Ultron. There you go. <laughs> Take that bug out bag. Um, honestly, we, we do this. We've only got three minutes left, but we do this. This is one of the most important shows we can do because the more of us that are prepped, the more friends we have that we can go to in case we need help. So that's that. that's my motivation. If I know you guys are, are prepped, I'm going to you know try to get us all together so that we can stay safe. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to throw out there while we've just got a couple of minutes left, and, you know, nobody wants to talk about this because it's kind of gruesome. And actually, not kind of, it's completely gruesome. 
but uh, schools, you know, and my, my kids have got a drill at their school this week where they have a lockdown drill. They, the teachers all, all lock the doors. The kids literally all hide out of sight. Um, people come down and try to push the doors in and try to break into the rooms. And, you know, and it's a pretty scary thing for the kids and they're told you know this is what would happen if somebody tried to come into the school and was you know was trying to attack you and you know it's it's a lot for a young kid to deal with i mean these are elementary school kids but you know it's it's so important for schools to do that these days because the last thing you know you'd much rather that your kid's school was a, a statistic in terms of something went wrong and nobody was hurt rather than uh, you know, the usual horror stories that you see on the news. So one thing I right. wanted to throw out there was, you know, if your school, if your kid's school doesn't have a lockdown drill, insist that they do. There's, there's no two ways about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they also have, a lot of schools have bug out bags, too, where they make kids pack up. So I, my kid did uh, had that where we had to make sure they had a bug out bag. So it's, it's better to, you know, it's better to... Uh, try to be prepared for everything than to not prepare for anything at all and, and be caught by surprise because as Edna Mode says, luck favors the prepared darling. I almost did it. Almost. almost got it. Very close. Anyway, uh, I want to thank my, my co-host who uh, always adds a little bit of class to my crass and um, I'd like to thank our, our, our chat room guests because they always, uh, they always, they always make it more fun down here. And thank you to the listeners. Giving it to you, Spectre. Yeah, and, you know, Nightbug's not so bad either. He's always around. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's one of the good <laughs> ones. You. Yeah, exactly. So, so thank you, you guys. What, I, I'll, I'll wrap up with a, with a quote quickly. So this is a quote from a guy. It's actually a fantastic book called Building a Civil Defense Plan for a Long-Term Catastrophe. Um, a guy called Michael Mabee. And the quote is, we are not preparing for the world we live in. We are preparing for the world we find ourselves in. Oh, yeah. And with that, thank you, everybody. Have a safe week. Go get prepared. Woo! Stay safe. Don't have nightmares. Love you. Bye. Bye. Are you really playing stage?